Good morning, good morning, or I should say good luncheon because it is close to lunchtime where I am at right now. I am uh, in Oklahoma. So, um this is the podcast. It is the Endurance of Labor Laws. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. And if you want to call in or email, that is wonderful. Do contact me. My direct line is 405-314-1119. That's 405-314-1119. My email is leslie2018sullivan at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-L-E-Y, 2018sullivan, S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and get started for this third episode. And I have a, just a small list here of a couple items I wanted to go over and just have fun with it, really. I think it would be really good. So the first thing I want to talk about in regards to... your work day and knowing your workers rights is to start with simple things and really good things in your life. So one of the things that really helped me to be more positive about my life and my workers rights and my wages was to have a good morning routine. And that sounds like why is she even bringing that up? You know, we want to know the laws, we want to know the rules. Well, that is true, but it really starts with what is your perception the moment you wake up in the morning? Because I know when I wake up in a good mood, I'm going to have a way better day regardless of what happens. As opposed to if I wake up in a bad mood and I just let myself stay in a bad mood, there's a big difference in that. So one of the ways that I help my brain, my mind, my soul, my heart, my overall health, my emotions, my feelings, all of it. Because we are all of that as human beings. Like we're not just one part. We are many parts put into one person So it's important to really focus on the positive and to make sure those all those aspects of being a human being are really in line with each other because when they are aligned then you're going to have better outcomes regardless of what your circumstances are. So I thought I'd go over some of my my morning routine, things that help me really start the day, have a good day, especially if I know I'm going to be in a business meeting that is going to be intense or I'm not looking forward to having a meeting with somebody so you know it's basically putting your head on straight you know really making a definitive decision and a firm decision that this is my life I'm going to enjoy it I'm going to be happy I'm not going to allow anything to deter me from fulfilling my destiny and to enjoying my life so One of the first things I do is I wake up anywhere between 4 and 6 in the morning. I typically wake up around 4 to 4:30. And I got in that routine years ago when I was going to this really cool gym. And but I lived in this really crappy apartment. It was just a cheap apartment. It was really not the best place to live for a single young woman by any means, but um so it was a really cheap apartment and unfortunately where I lived The town that I lived in, and I'm not going to say their name, heaven forbid I get sued or something, but um the um the gas company in town went up tremendously on the gas rates for heating the apartment and heating your water and things like that. And so they gave us this letter. They sent everybody a letter and they said, "Hey, we are increasing the rates. Yay go us." And the reason why is because, you know, they actually said you have the option to have this equipment installed so we can read your meter better. And I thought, "Oh, so basically you're giving us the option to pay you more money to do less work." I don't think so. So I called them and I said, "Well, I don't want to install then because it was going to be a drastic hike in prices." I was like, "So what? I don't care if they have to get out of their car and read a meter. Like that that's just part of your job." Well, then come to find out it was an option. You were going to be forced to pay these prices and I thought you know equipment pricing that's your responsibility not mine like why even tell us or give us that option you know it would have, they would have been better off just doing it in slow increments over time as opposed to just dropping a bomb on us basically a financial bomb of hey you're going to be paying for this so I thought you know I'm not paying for that I'm not paying that that is ridiculous so the way that I dealt with that was I just didn't pay my bill and it was funny and I usually pay my bills like if I think it shocked them that I didn't pay it I was like I'm not paying this not paying this not paying this so it was a couple months before they shut off my heat and it was funny because every morning for those couple months it was probably like a little over 60 days 
I was always surprised when I had hot water. <laughs> That's how bad it was. And I can laugh about it now, but I was like really stubborn and really defiant. I was like, I'm not paying this. You're not going to make me do this. You know, I was really digging my heels in. It was really funny um, later, not at the time. But uh, I remember the day I woke up. I'll never forget this. I woke up and I had absolutely no hot water. I had no heat. It was freezing cold in my apartment. And, you know, I don't remember if I said this before in a previous podcast, but it can get really cold here in Oklahoma. Like we can have blizzards. It can get down to zero below zero or it can even be 40 degrees outside supposedly but the wind chill could be like 2 or 7 degrees like it it's just crazy the weather that we have and so i remember getting up the floor was freezing i was like oh well let's just see what happens with this so i go to get in the shower total shock i mean it was so freezing cold that i screamed <laughs> it was really bad I was like, "Oh, this makes me so mad. Why did they do this?" Oh. So, um they had shut off the heat, which also affected my hot water. So I was like, "I am not taking a freezing cold shower like this. I am not doing this." So I was like, "Okay, I need to figure out a way to get hot water and also to figure out how am I going to have heat in my house." Well, the first thing I thought of was, "Well, first of all, I didn't take a shower that day." I was like, "I'm a very clean person, but I was like, I am not going to take a cold shower and be in a really pissed off mood the entire day. I'm going to figure this out because I wanted to, you know, always bring my best to my job at the time. I was working in accounting and accounting is already intense and stressful anyway. So, I just kind of turned into like a little mini assignment, you know, how can I get out of paying this money? How can I get out of paying this bill, but also how can I have hot water and a warm place to live? Because another thing, it got so cold in my apartment. that if i didn't have heat my pipes could freeze and then i would get in trouble from the landlord you know even though this wasn't like the classiest place to live it still is their property not mine and i need to be a good steward of it and you know be kind and respectful with that so um i i was at work and i was thinking how can i navigate this so i thought okay first of all i still have electricity i will always pay that so i thought i'll just get one of those little heaters not a space heater cuz those things can catch on fire but like a little mini heater so i bought a really small heater it looked like a, a little cube and um that thing heated up my entire apartment i i ran that thing till it shut off like if it ever got overheated it just automatically shut off but it was so nice and cozy like the heat that i got from my little tiny electric heater that plugged into the wall gave me way better heat than using um gas so that worked out really well and my cat loved it cuz she would just lay down right in front of this little heater belly up and just bask in it you know kind of like she's tanning and so i was like okay well where can i get hot water and not really have to pay for it per se i was like oh the gym so i had not joined a gym yet but i had been thinking about it and so i was like okay i'm going to check out these gyms and i want the nicest gym possible that has hot water and so i found this really swanky gym in this town I was living in and it had everything it had the movie theater workout room it had hot water and it had tanning and um uh, I was like this is perfect i can get hot water i can exercise watch a movie and then go tanning it was really awesome so it was actually cheaper for me to pay the gym membership than it was for me to pay for that stupid equipment for the natural gas people i was like this is awesome so it was kind of like Yay, I I figured something out on my own and I kind of it's kind of like sticking it to the man as they say. But it was really kind of ingenious to try and figure this out while I'm at my job and then also not tell anyone about it because I didn't want to be like, "Hey, I want to join your gym so I don't have to pay my gas bill." Because it can look really bad. You know, because they might think, "Oh, she's not going to pay her bill. This woman's a nut," you know. But it's like I'm pretty stubborn sometimes when it comes to stuff like that because I'm like, "I am not going to pay into a system that technically doesn't really work. You know, if I can get out of it. So, um so I just never paid the rest of my gas bill <laughs> with this with these people and I got in shape with the gym, had a tan, met some people. And um and that's kind of how I got into bodybuilding was I saw these chicks, their body just looked amazing. I mean, they didn't really look like women per se because they were overexercising. But I was just amazed at the muscles that they had. I I didn't know that people in Oklahoma could look like that. I really didn't, because most people don't take that much care about their body. But um, I asked them. I said, "You know, do you compete?" And they said, "Yes." I said, "Oh, I would love to do that." So that's how I got into bodybuilding at that time. 
and really started working my body. And it is a full-time job doing bodybuilding. So it's like my body would get in really good shape. And then based on my work schedule, I would get out of shape, but not like horribly, not like get obese or anything. But, you know, you have to be really dedicated and have a lifestyle that will allow you to have that kind of time, energy and effort and also money. It's, you know, to eat that kind of food, you're just consuming so many calories. And, you know, I'm sitting at a desk eight to 12 hours a day doing accounting. And I tell you what, you know, you, you're not paid to sit there and eat. So it would You know, my health suffered a little bit in terms of not getting enough protein. But anyway, um, my morning routine, the only time I could fit in going to the gym and tanning and, you know, having a nice warm shower was in the morning. So I would get up at four in the morning and go to the gym and just exercise. And also, I was trying to save money on doing laundry. So I didn't want to have to go out and buy a bunch of fitness clothes. So um, I would wear my previous day work clothes to go to the gym the next morning. And I mostly wore dresses, sometimes slacks, but mostly dresses. So I would have, I wear tennis shoes with my skirts, my dresses. And what was funny was people were staring at me at the gym. I mean, they were very kind and respectful to me. They're like, oh, you know, good morning, Miss Sullivan. You know, we're so glad you're here. You know, they were just like overly professional. I just kind of thought it was odd. <laughs> Well, what I didn't know till later, until I talked to one of these bodybuilders, one of these guys that was training me or something, he thought I was Pentecostal because I would always exercise in a skirt or a dress. <laughs> I felt so sorry for these people. They were so intimidated by me. I was wondering why not a whole lot of people were talking to me, and I didn't think about how I looked. I just didn't want to spend a lot of money on water, you know, at my apartment. As like, I really wanted to save money. So... I didn't want to waste money on clothes. I did, want to, I did not want to go out and buy all these exercise clothes because they are expensive. It's such a rip for women. They, they totally rip us a new one on exercise clothes, and they overprice it. And then you see where it's made in some other country where it's slave labor. I'm like, why am I paying for that? It was very frustrating. But, again, I, I didn't know that's what these people thought. <laughs> I just busted out my face. Yeah, I didn't really know what Pentecostal was at the time. And um, I'd heard about it, but I didn't really know what it was in terms of religion. And I just busted out laughing. I said, no, I'm not Pentecostal. I, was like, I just said, I'm just conservative, which technically is true. But I didn't want to tell them that, hey, I'm very frugal. I'm trying to save money. Like I was kind of on a, a war path on saving money because I was so pissed off about the gas prices going up. For heat, I was like, you know what? If I can save money there, I can save money elsewhere. And plus, I didn't want to buy a lot of clothes. But anyway, so that's kind of how, long story, but that's kind of how I got into the habit of waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And um, I get up. Um, sometimes I make coffee. It kind of depends on um, what I'm drinking. Sometimes I'll drink coffee. Sometimes I won't because of the caffeine in it because I don't like getting jittery. That really bothers me. So sometimes I might have a smoothie. And um, I'll get up and watch something really positive in the morning, whether it's spiritual, you know, physical, financial, you know, whatever the case may be, or if it's something to help me in my job responsibilities, that kind of thing, you know, kind of like continuing education in that respect. And also, I do spend time in the Word. And when I say the Word, I mean the, the, the Holy Bible. And if you do that, that's great. If you don't, not a problem. You know, it's, it's up to you what you want to do. But I find a lot of peace, especially in the Psalms. Um, it really brings me comfort, and I just, I don't know how else to describe it, but I can be having a horrible week, or just had a previous day that was so horrible, just terrible, but I can read God's word, and I find such comfort. So, I mean, if it brings me comfort, I'm sure it can work for you, but, you know, you know each to his own, but it really makes a difference in my life. And one thing I did was I kind of did my own little case study of the Bible, and I do this every so often, like, I'll take a look at the human race and how long they lived and like at different um, time spans in our history. And then I'll go back and look at, you know, what area were they in and where did they travel? Because these people were real and they lived in certain areas over in the Middle East and other parts you know, where, where St. Paul was. And I just find it fascinating that this is part of our history in the Judeo-Christian tradition. And you know, even if you're not Christian or Jewish or, or uh, 
Messianic Jewish, it's so hard for me to say that word sometimes. Messianic Jewish, which is what I am, and um, one of the religions I, one of the religions that I practice, and because um, I kind of feel like it's a two for one special in terms of what I practice because. I do practice the Jewish faith, but I also practice um, non-denominational uh, because I do believe in Jesus as the Jewish Messiah. So it's kind of one of those things you have to find what fits for you. So I, I kind of ha- have my my foot or my feet in two different courts. Uh, you know, if you're playing tennis, um, but it just if it fits for you, it's for you. You know, whatever you know makes you feel complete and that you're drawing closer to what you desire. Then I think that's a, that that is definitely a good thing, especially if it's on the up and up. You know, definitely don't ever do anything illegal or immoral for sure. But anyway, um, what I do is I have different case studies and I look at different things in the Bible because I know those people are real and the place that they lived are real and they have all these different uh, different archaeology uh, sites over there, which I would so love to go over there and see. Like one of the things I want to do when I get married. Is go to Egypt for our honeymoon, and go look at different uh, archaeological sites, and I just it, it would just mean so much to me. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like the more I read the Bible, and the more I focus on the reality that this is part of our history. It's part of the history of the human race. It makes me want to go over there and look and see where they lived, and you know what they endured, and you know how did they have a good day? You know what? How did they overcome the hardships in life? And you know, just to walk where they walked, you know, it that would just mean so much to me. I think that would just make me happy. Um, another place I would want to go on my honeymoon um, when I get married, if it's not the pyramids and going over there to the Middle East for those archaeological sites, it would be to go to the I think it's called the Galapagos Island. Um, the the animal life and the plant life they have there is so amazing because I love studying. Um, Biology and zoology in uh, high school and college, and I just love stuff like that. It's such a beautiful place. It takes a long time to get there, so that would kind of be intense in terms of travel. But to me, I think it would just be so much joy that that wouldn't really bother me. So that would just be absolutely wonderful. But that's one of the things I do um, when I'm reading the the Holy Word of God. Is it really makes me think about what do I want to do with my life, and I want to always. Push forward, keep moving forward, never go back, but just always go with God's best because He always has the best intentions for me. So that's um, one of the ways that I have a good morning routine. And then for breakfast, sometimes I just have a smoothie. Other times, um, I'll just eat some blueberries. Like I, like if I'm not very hungry, like even if I'm not hungry, I always make sure to eat because that's your first meal. I used to eat scrambled eggs, bacon, have a huge meal, and then I was so sleepy because I was just taking in so many calories for the first meal. Like I don't know how, as a kid, I used to eat like three to five pancakes every morning when my mom would fix them, and I don't know how I did not fall asleep in school. I'm guessing it's because I was alert. <laughs> you know, you're you're being taught stuff, but I think it's different when you're. Waking up first thing in the morning, and if you're not like really using your brain like at full capacity, you might fall asleep. So,、um, but yeah, so I don't eat that many pancakes anymore, hardly ever. I mean, I would prob- probably feel sick. But、um, after that, I get up and get ready, take a shower, and、um, oh, one of the things I do, and this is like way off topic, but you know, I have really long hair. I haven't cut my hair since before COVID. Number one, because Beauty shops were closed. Number two, even after COVID ended and places have opened up, I don't really trust hairstylists because they see long hair, they just want to butcher it, and I'm just like, no. So I cut my own hair, I style my own hair, and my hair is pretty long now, like it's、um, it's almost to my hips. So、um, it's very thick, beautiful hair. And what's funny is that.、Um, It's it's kind of a chocolate brown, but that's not my natural hair color. My natural hair color is gold, and the thing is, is that my hair grows out blonde, kind of like a dishwater blonde, but then when the sun hits it, it turns gold. However, I wasn't very happy with my hair color several years ago、uh, because it was washing me out because I got really sick several years ago, and I'm already fair skinned. Like my heritage, my ancestry is Irish and French. And so I'm very fair-skinned. I can still tan and everything, 
you know, in increments because I can burn. But um, because I got so sick, it looked like I was wasting away, which I guess technically I was, you know, considering how sick you get. But um, my blonde hair was washing me out, and it was just like it didn't matter how much makeup I put on. I still did not look my best, so I thought I need to pop some color here. So I dyed my hair almost jet black. It was like two shades away from jet from jet black, and it looked awesome. I mean, I immediately had color to my face. I mean, I was getting compliments on my eyes. I mean, they're like, "Oh, you look so healthy." You know, it's just the color of your hair. And so um, I haven't dyed it since then. That's been several years now, but my hair is growing out. So now there's some gold curls around my uh, my bangs and around my crown, and uh, it started to turn gold. And the more you wash your hair, especially with like a, if you do like what's it called a daily wash, the wording is different now. But if you do one of those uh, shampoos that is supposed to strip your hair of oil, and I don't mean that negatively, that's just what it's supposed to be. But if you use a daily shampoo. Typically, you're you're stripping the hair of oil, so that way your scalp isn't oily. But then you shampoo with something really rich, or sorry, you condition with something really rich and luxurious. Well, that shampoo, as it detoxifies your scalp and your hair, it slowly lifts color off of your hair. So more and more of the gold of my hair is shining through, and I noticed that. I was like, wow, my hair is coming back. So that's really cool with that. But what I was going to mention was that one of the things I do when I take a shower. I'm very particular about the shampoos and conditioners I use, but um, because my hair is so long, it's very rare to find a towel that's long enough or wide enough, I should say, to put my hair up to let it dry a little bit because my hair holds a lot of water. And so what I started doing years ago, because I've had long hair before, I started using beach towels to dry my hair. And what I love about beach towels is that they're super long, super wide. Excuse me. So. I can put my hair up in one of those big old turban things on my head, and just kind of let it naturally dry for a little bit for like 20, 30 minutes as I'm getting ready. And then also, what's nice about beach towels is that you know here in Oklahoma it gets really cold in the winter, and so what I like to do with beach towels is I just wrap them around me almost immediately when I get out of the shower. So I typically don't use regular bath towels. Like that, you would see being sold at Macy's or Dillard's. I mostly use bat, or sorry, uh, beach towels, and it is awesome. I love them. It's just I don't know if that makes your day, but it really made my day with it being really cold when I get out of the shower, and also having really long hair that's thick and holds water. And I'm not complaining because I had to really work on getting my hair back. Because one of the bad things about getting really ill is that. Um, I was put on a medicine that almost killed me, and I'm not going to say the name of the drug or the manufacturer because I look at it this way: just because this drug did did that to me, it doesn't mean it does that to everybody. Like I don't think a drug should be taken off the market unless it consistently does something bad to every single person that consumes it. And so I looked up this drug after the fact, and um, I was one of the few that had this really bad reaction. So. I chose not to sue because I, I I would feel really horrible if what I said and did removed a, a drug from the market that someone actually needed to survive. So um, that that's how I look at medicine because I've I've seen it from both ways. So just because something doesn't work for me doesn't mean it won't work for somebody else. But unfortunately, the aftermath of that experience was uh, first of all the experience was very traumatic. Um, I'll probably go into detail about that later in time, but I don't want it to be too sad or intense for an episode because I, I don't like that. But um, so I, I lost a lot of hair, and um, that's very tough, especially for women, because I know I feel like there's a lot of pressure to always look beautiful, and I'm like, I just kind of gave up on that, and you know. That that kind of thinking. I don't mean I gave up on my parents. I I don't believe in giving up on your parents because when you when you take pride in how you look, you want to look your best, not for other people, but but for you. So I know that I was feeling really down and、um, kind of depressed about what had happened to me. And、um, you know, when you almost lose your life, it is very serious and intense, and it just kind of changes your mindset.
about how you view life from then on. It's it's like you can't ever undo that thought, that emotion. You can't undo the past. But I was like, how am I going to move forward when I look in the mirror and I've lost so much hair and it just looks horrible. Like I had to change how I style my hair just so it wouldn't look so bad. And um I actually started looking into wigs. But sometimes they're so expensive and I was like, you know, the fact that I'm having to look at buying wigs, it just really pissed me off because I didn't want to have to deal with that. That's something else that was a reminder of what I survived and what I went through. So I took it up in prayer. I was like, "Lord, help me." I I know this may sound egotistical and prideful, but I miss having my hair. It really upsets me. And I felt the Lord speak to my heart. And he very gently spoke to me and said, "What you're requesting is not arrogant or prideful. You survived something really traumatic, and I want what's best for you." And so he led me to taking these vitamins. Um he helped me find these vitamins that are biotin, really good for the hair and the nails. And he helped me find a brand that I could actually take and that was a chewable. It's like a, a gummy because some of these vitamins that are in pill form, they don't always agree with me like they're too herby. If that makes sense, like I know supplements are are not as good as the actual food that you're eating, but I kind of feel like when they're in the gummy form that there's not all these funky herbs attached to it like I just want biotin I just want the original ingredient I don't want all this other stuff attached to it because I didn't want to risk an allergic reaction while coming out of a really serious illness and one thing I learned about praying to God about something as important and simple as my hair and my appearance God loves me for me and every every request I have Well, let me put it this way: Every prayer that I lift up, it's not a complaint; it's a request, and God takes it very seriously. So, you know, I was always used to, you know, if you care about your appearance, where I'm from, it's like, oh, you're you're arrogant, you're pompous, you're a snob. I'm like, no, actually, it's just nice to look good. It's nice to care about yourself, you know, self worth and that kind of thing. But I also grew up in the Bible Belt, which is kind of shaming and blaming and Bible thumper kind of stuff, and um, very negative. And so that's kind of what I was raised in a little bit. And so that kind of carried over into my adult life and it kind of affected how I pray. And then once I realized that I don't need to feel shame about this. It's not my fault I got sick. Um it's not my fault I had a allergic reaction to the drug and almost died. It's not my fault that I lost my hair. But God can heal me and help me and get me through every single thing. And he did. I mean if anything my health is better now than ever before. But I look at it this way, I had to go to my heavenly father to get help because every other avenue that I was looking at was not helping me. And it was getting really depressing and I didn't like that. So that's one reason why I'm very grateful for my hair is because I lost a bunch of hair. Like sometimes you don't realize what you value and what you love, what you cherish and what's important to you until you lose it. And the only way I could get it back was go to my heavenly father because modern medicine wasn't really helping me at that point in time in my life and it was really distressing. And so um you know it's like one of those things whenever I'm washing my hair I I'm just most of the time I'm saying thank you Jesus I have my hair back. I have my life back. I have my health back. Like just something as simple as that. Um and it's not pride. It's it's joy. to to be alive and to look my best and to feel good about my life again. It just was night and day difference in terms of that. But um that's kind of going on. I'm seeing here like 29 minutes about morning routine and things like that, but getting sidetracked on stuff. But anyway, um just know that whatever you do is to take care of you and your life. So, for example, with me, I got really ill and it affected everything it affected uh my morning routine my job my health it affected everything and so what's good about getting into a good positive morning routine is that it pushes you forward and so it it broke the the chains of negativity in my life and plus i know what i'm supposed to do every morning and so it's not a burden it's not drudgery it's kind of like it's an honor to take care of myself because to practice self love is the first step in endurance because you're not going to be able to endure certain things if you don't first love yourself, value yourself 
and care about yourself. And so that's kind of one of the big important things in life is to know that you have value. And it starts from the moment you're born and that value actually goes beyond your death because I believe that you know we either go to heaven or hell but I pray that people go to heaven you know kind of thing but you know we want to be happy for eternity is how I look at it so I want to do everything that is positive and good and true in my life and that starts from the moment I wake up so that is really important there and so some of the things I do is I say positive affirmations and let me switch over to this app It's a really good app. I don't remember if I paid for it or not or if it was free, but if I did pay for it, I bet it wasn't very expensive, but it's very worth it. So there's this app it's called I am. And so sometimes I will read these positive affirmations to myself and I say it out loud. And sometimes I'm looking in the mirror and I'm looking directly into my own eyes. And I never realized how important that is because it really the first time I did it, it was intense because I'd never really looked directly at myself because I spent so many years um not feeling good being sick off and on that I felt shame. And so I never really wanted to look into my eyes and when I looked into my own eyes I realized I need to do a better job of loving me big time and taking care of me because I have value. And so you know here are some of the affirmations I think are really good. And this is just one of those apps that you just scroll up on the screen So here we go. Um some of them are I believe in myself even when it appears impossible. My love for myself attracts even more greatness into my life. I am a radiant being enjoying life to the fullest. I love myself through tough times. I'm grateful for this beautiful day. My life is free from chaos and turmoil. I base my happiness on myself, not what others think or say. And I want to take that to the next step. I base my happiness on how God views me and loves me. Because God loves me as one of his children. And God is love. I was raised that God was a hateful God and angry and just trying to kill people and it was horrible, so I didn't know that God loved me for the longest time. So that's probably why I didn't have much respect for myself or love for myself, but when you love yourself and you respect yourself and you know who you are especially in Christ it takes away so much of the pain and the agony that sometimes we endure and we push through it we don't stay in our agony we we don't live in a tent there we move on and that that's the prize the prize is victory like you keep pushing forward so i wanted to make a note about that so but those are some really good positive affirmations that I say to myself and you can pick what category you want to be whether it's self-care, self-love, relationships. I really like the ones about entrepreneurship because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a business owner. So that means a lot to me and once I realize that my life ha- my life has value, I can do whatever I want. You know, I can accomplish all the great and wonderful things that I've always wanted to do. And it doesn't matter what people say. I know who I am in Christ. And if God be for me, who dare be against me like i don't have to worry about those people like god will take care of them whether it's good bad or ugly or whatever the case may be you know he'll take care of it and i'm so thankful for that because it 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 felt like shingles or scales fell off my eyes when i realized god's love for me and when i really looked into my own eyes i i saw what god sees he sees one of his daughters who has suffered a lot that keeps pushing forward, refuses to give up and just wants a better life and wants others to have a better life because I know I was once in a pit and I would love nothing more than to help help other people get out of that pit as well. That you don't have to stay there. You don't have to be depressed, suppressed, oppressed. That is not a necessary part of life. We can choose to have better days ahead. So that's Another reason why I really started focusing on what am I saying about myself and to myself? Because sometimes we are our own best friend and we are our own best advocate, especially when you're fighting for your life and when you're fighting for your wages and you're and you're fighting just fighting so much, but it's one of those things like you're trying to fight but not be exhausted. You're trying to fight but not be angry. So that's why I focus a lot on first of all 
prayer and the holy word of god but i also focus a lot on positive affirmations and to make sure that i have the right mindset about myself so that i can have the best life and i can help others have a really good life cuz that's what it means to be a blessing to others and that's what i want to be like that's why i want to be successful and continuously be successful so that i know that god loves me and he blesses me but also that i can bless others because i don't believe in leaving people in the dirt or in the rain or just leaving them on the battlefield to die i don't believe in that i believe that if we love somebody and we love our fellow man and you know we really care about them we pick them up even if our ankle is sprained whatever the case may be and i'm using an analogy there but even if it's tough for us we help pick up somebody else and push forward cuz in that meantime there's healing there there's healing in endurance and i didn't realize that it's kind of those things that it reminds me of when i ran cross country in high school and i love cross country that's probably why i love running so much but one of the things in cross country that really fascinated me was i can be running for miles and i'm exhausted and i don't feel that good but when you get that second wind you you really push forward so your endurance is pushing you to that next level and you feel great. It's so strange. I'm like I thought I would feel worse on the second half of this run. One time I was competing and it was rough terrain. Like we had gravel, we had um tree roots. I mean, it was you had to be careful where you run. Like most of the time you're not supposed to have your have your head down looking where you're running, but with this particular terrain, you had to be really careful. And so It was one of those things you had to really focus on where you're running, what's your footing, and you know how's your pace, and then also getting that second wind and pushing through with endurance. And then once you get that second wind, it's like breathing a breath of fresh air just out of nowhere. And then you cross that finish line and you win. You know, you know sometimes just to cross the finish line is a win. Like there are times I did not compete very well. And other times I competed really well, but regardless of whether I placed and got a medal or a medal or not, just to cross that finish line and doing my best meant so much to me. Like that's how much I loved the sport and I really valued uh the camaraderie on our team. That's that's what it meant to me. But that's kind of what it reminds me of of when you're pushing forward and you're being positive about yourself. And that's it just really makes a night and day difference. in terms of daily living because i think when we take it one day at a time we are way more successful than trying to live 5 years at a time or 10 years at a time you know just take off the stress you know put that burden down don't try and do that just live it one day at a time and really live it to your best and focus on your happiness and then do what you can to be a blessing to others is really a really great thing and plus that will help you get a better job and also that will help you get promoted because your employer whether they're a weasel or not or whether they're kind or not they will see that you have the best intentions for everybody even if you can't stand everybody at least your intentions are good and true and that speaks to your character and that's really important there with that so the next thing on my list that i have is positive music okay so um i typically like to listen to dubstep, trance, electronica, trap music, hardstyle. Those are some of my favorites. But here's the thing, when my life turned in a really bad direction and I got really sick, um I couldn't listen to that music hardly at all because it's very intense music and it's not always positive. <laughs> Sometimes there's cursing, which I wish they would just remove those words cuz I like the music for the way it sounds and the beat. not for some negative diatribe that they're trying to project through the song so I typically try and find songs if they've got an intense beat that there's nothing being said in it because typically if it's a very intense beat it's probably not going to be something very positive that they're speaking about but um anyway so when I was going through um some really tough times I had to change the music because music directly impacts your brain your blood pressure and your health. So I thought, well, I can use this as a way to help my body heal. And so I was like, Lord, help me find music that I like because I was so frustrated. I was like, oh, it's driving me nuts. What am I going to like? Because it's like I really wanted what I liked, but what I'd liked in the past wasn't helping me in the moment. And that was so frustrating because I love music. I love to sing, I love to write music, I love to play music. 
and then just it felt like my circumstances were so overwhelming that I couldn't enjoy what I normally would enjoy. So I took it up in prayer because I was so frustrated. I was like, "Lord, help me with this. You just Jesus help me." And he did. And he reminded me that I really love jazz. I was going, "I can't believe I forgot that." It's one of those things that sometimes we get so caught up in our hardship that we forget that, you know, we're not just single-minded in terms of what we like and our interest and what we enjoy. So I looked up jazz music on YouTube. And so I looked up see what came up. It was cozy jazz, all these different really pretty videos like it has like hours and hours of really kind and um smooth and relaxing jazz music and the picture has like a fireplace. So I was like, "Oh, this is what I need." It just hit the spot. It was so nice. So I could um be at my desk working have my earbuds in and listen to really calming soothing um just pleasant jazz music and I would just kind of envision in my head um I'm at a, a ski resort and I'm next to a fire uh, a crackling fire and I'm having some hot cocoa and it just helped me get through the day and I truly believe just being positive in my mind and having that positive imagery really helped me to heal quicker in my body than if I had continued to listen to dubstep and hardstyle. So it really does make a difference what you listen to and how you um interpret it and how you let it affect your mind, your will, your emotions, that kind of thing. So definitely even if you're not a jazz person, there are so many different types of jazz. Um like my original form of jazz that I love is Glenn Miller. I love that music from the 30s and 40s. Um Glenn Miller I can't remember if he wrote music but he definitely had his own orchestra and it's just an amazingly talented man. I mean, I think he played several instruments but just I love that kind of music. But um I needed something even calmer than that cuz some of that music is probably what our grandparents or great-grandparents excuse me danced to during World War II. So I I kind of like thought, well, I don't want to be thinking about dancing cuz I just need something that's calmer. So um I was able to find other jazz music that was kind of slower, more relaxing. And if anything, if you were to listen to it on a date, you'd be so romantically involved with your date, like just just love being in their presence, <laughs> just really feeling the moment. But um but that kind of music, it's one of those things it can be used romantically, but it can also be used to soothe your heart, soothe your soul, soothe your mind. So that way, you know, romance is important. I mean, I love romance, it's great. but when you're trying to work through a really tough situation sometimes that self-love is real important so you have to really practice being calm and peaceful and just allowing music to flow through you and the way that i describe that is it's almost like like if you are a piece of material like a piece of silk or a piece of linen and you know a breeze flows through that fabric That's what the music needs to do to you. It needs to flow through you to calm you and to really bring down your blood pressure. And I can speak from experience, that music did greatly bring down my blood pressure because even though I'm 37, you know, any kind of stress can affect your heart. It doesn't matter what age you are. And it's really sad when young people are having heart problems in this day and age when it, it heart problems are not needed ever but it's really sad when young people are so tense and so upset and having so many hard times that it affects their heart so this kind of music really helps to relax the blood vessels and things like that and i could feel it in my chest and i just was thanking jesus thank you so much for this music cuz i look at it this way you know someone had to think of these songs and write them whether it was decades ago or recently and then they had to mix that music and they had to have the motivation and the desire to put it on YouTube. So all these people did all this work that I didn't have to do and they put this on YouTube and it's making a positive impact in my life. So when I pray for other people, oftentimes I'm praying for people I've never met that I don't know, but what they did made a huge impact in my life and brought me a whole lot of joy and just made a difference in my life. And so there are times that I pray, Lord, I would love to meet these people. I would absolutely love to to meet people that did this work, you know, put it online or made a show, made a movie, a television show or, you know, whatever the case may be. I would love that and just tell them, you know, your work 
meant so much to me and it still means a lot to me because it got me through a really tough situation. It got me through a really negative moment in my life and I just greatly appreciate it. So that's how I look at it. and it's just having that gratitude that made a big difference as well in my life and it just really means a lot to me to focus on the positive. And when I focus on the positive, it takes away the pain of what I've endured and so it it softens the blow of hardship if that makes sense. Like it doesn't completely erase the memory, but it softens that pain and eventually the pain goes away. And that's that's the goal is to have a better life, to keep pushing forward but also help things resolve itself. You know, as opposed to having a wound that never heals. It sometimes it feels like it doesn't matter what kind of bandage you put on it. It's it's just still there open and gaping and painful. Well, there are different ways to heal the soul. And I think that was really hard for me was that I had gone through so much physical pain that I didn't realize that it had affected my soul. It had really it was just tough. I'm trying not to cry or get upset, but um it was just really tough. And so I had to choose happiness. And happiness is a choice. And for the longest time I didn't understand that. I was like, "Oh, choose happiness." Yeah, right. Like I was really negative. I was very uh, I was becoming jaded. I was becoming bitter. And I'm not naturally a bitter person. I'm actually naturally a very happy, very positive, uplifting person. And um there are some things that happened in my life that just really took me aback. And um I knew that I had to find a better way to 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 deal with it, to handle it, and to live with it. but also to not continue to live in that painful moment but move forward. So, if that helps you, that's great. Absolutely wonderful. I pray that it does because it affects your job. And it affects your mindset and in that respect, that can directly affect your wages because I look at it this way. I don't know why employers don't always give the worker the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes employers they They don't want to promote you unless you have a stupid happy filey stupid happy smiley face on on your face. And that's not realistic like sometimes life is hard. But I've learned that if you talk about your hardship um publicly, you can be shamed for it and that's what happened to me. And I know that cost me jobs, it cost me promotions, it cost me raises. Um it it went to other people, maybe you know maybe they may or may not be more qualified but um I know there are times that I got overlooked because where I live which is Oklahoma if bad stuff happens to you sometimes people view you as being cursed so they don't want to help someone that's cursed it's kind of this cult mentality a little bit and um I experienced that and it was horrible um because it affected my pay so I've learned that to be careful who you talk to about your business. Um uh, cuz sometimes people they can say they care about you and they may care about you in that moment, but sometimes they form their own personal opinion about you even if it's completely wrong, but they they view their opinion as factual. And that can affect your wages and your job and your pay and your insurance and it can affect your livelihood. So I've had to I had to get reclusive and I actually got reclusive because it kind of scared me of what was happening and um I kind of had to regroup and then to venture out and to no longer be reclusive that was scary to do that because I had to learn to trust people again because there were a whole lot of people that lost my trust in so many ways and um learning to trust people again was such a big step and the only way that I could trust people again was to trust God That's the only way I could do it. And I don't know if you believe in God or not, but for me personally, the only way I could trust humanity again because of there were some other things that happened to me that were really bad, but the only way that I could trust people again was to trust my heavenly Father. Because I know that he loves me. I don't know if other people necessarily love me. I mean, I know some people do, but when you go through some really tough times, it really rattles you. And so The only way I could push through that was to com- to completely trust God with everything, which was so difficult because it's like I was trying to hold on for life. But God wants you to let go and put him in control and he will walk with you every step of the way and just to let go of the control I had 
was such a leap of faith it scared me. I mean it it, it was literally going out into the deep and knowing that Jesus is there but I have to walk to him on water. That that is what it was at that at that time in my life in that moment. If I can give a description of kind of what it was like cuz that's what trust is. Trust is walking on water and doing everything you can to not doubt, but as long as you as long as your eyes are fixed on Christ, you're not going to sink. So, that's what it means when you have faith in the storm. You have endurance in the storm, you have hope. You know, it will push you through the storm. So, yes, storms will happen, but they're not permanent. Like one of the things that I learned about myself is that pain is temporary, God's love is forever. When I focus on God, my pain is not as painful. But if all I'm looking at is the here and now and how horrible something is and etc, it can sometimes make your situation even worse and it can make it really bad and then it makes it hard to get where you need to go. So that in itself made it hard for me to keep a job and get a better job. So I was like, well, I need to focus on the basics. And I just went to God with this. I was like, this is the kind of job I want. This is the kind of pay I want. Help me with this. And he helped me with it every step of the way. So I stopped focusing on the negative and went towards the positive. And then when I started going towards the positive, I started realizing I'm not the only one that's going through this kind of hell. So that's another reason why I created these podcasts is to help others get out of that rut. You know, get out of the pit and go to where you're supposed to be, which is a better life than you've ever had before and just keep going forward. Big time. Um the other thing that I was going to mention for this podcast, things that helped me is to watch something funny. Now, times past I used to watch um Bing Crosby and uh Bob Hope, the road shows with Dorothy Lamore. I used to watch I Love Lucy. I used to watch all these black and white films and I loved them. Well then, that wasn't filling the void in my life anymore. Like I needed something kind of more recent. And uh, so I started looking at different types of comedy. on YouTube and there were so many performers that were using like the Lord's name in vain they're using all these vulgar words and you know I don't mind the f bomb cuz sometimes that's really funny but the moment someone says the Lord's name in vain it makes me cringe like I I I can't handle that um I mean when I say I can't handle that I mean like my brain my body reacts like I feel this cringe in my chest it's like I don't like that and you don't have to use the Lord's name in vain to make a point or to be funny So I was like, Lord, help me get some good clean comedy. Like, I mean, I'm not against all curse words. Maybe I should be, you know, but there're just certain things I can't take. And I'm not going to put up with it in my life. And I don't want to plant those seeds in my brain because I look at it this way. Everything I hear and see, I absorb. And that's the same for anybody. Our brain absorbs everything. Well, I don't want to think that way about my heavenly Father because he has done so much for me and literally saved my life big time. And also gave me justice like people there were some really bad people in my life and um I I got justice I'll put it that way so he corrected them or fired them or helped them to repent you know whatever the case may be but it's like I I can't ever use the Lord's name in vain or even be okay with it being said knowing what all God has done for me it would just be such a slap in my heavenly father's face and I I for one do not ever want to do that and it really bugged me that that's it seemed like that was all there was on YouTube for comedy because this is also going through covid i was like lord i need something positive i i just need something positive please help me that's funny and so um i found this really cool youtube channel called dry bar comedy and initially i just thought it meant there was no alcohol <laughs> like a dry bar and uh, i didn't realize it meant no cursing basically i was like oh now i understand it um cuz I like to drink wine like I love red wine the drier the better I don't do sweet wine but um but anyway so I found this really cool YouTube channel and I'm learning all these different comics on there and so now I really want to go see all these different comics and support them at their show and just have a good time and you know just just be a part of society and have fun and not have to worry about someone using the Lord's name in vain um that kind of thing. So, it's a really good YouTube channel. I highly suggest it. Sometimes they have a full special. Other times they do little clips and I have come across so many new and up and coming wonderful comedians. It's amazing both male and female 
And it's just nice that they're up there and and they don't have some extreme political agenda. If anything, they poke fun at both parties, which I think is great because I think that's the best way to have humor. You know, call it like you see it on both sides. And um you can vote however you want privately, but when it comes to comedy, I think you should be able to poke fun at both sides with that. And so it brought me a lot of joy and I definitely needed joy in my life big time. So but um that is uh it for today's lovely podcast. I pray that you are well, you're happy and that things are going tremendously better in your life because that's what I want in my life and if it's good enough for me, then it is certainly good for you as well. So until next time, have a wonderful blessed week. I pray that you're happy, healthy, whole, doing prosperous. and i pray that god blesses you in every area of your life until next time take care bye bye Small steps waves transform